welcome to another edition of It's CPA Time. I am flanked with my beautiful, lovely, rambunctious, analytical, creative <laughs> co-host. I will come back and introduce myself, but we're talking about It's CPA Time. So we're going to go to the P, Miss Lovely, analytical, Pam Norris. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> Thank you, Pam. Now we're going to move on to the creative, the stunning, the beautiful Miss Amita Johnson. Hey, everybody. How you doing? <laughs> and I guess you want to know who's the C. Well, I am the C. My name is Carolyn Leslie, and I am your host for tonight. So we thank you for joining us. We appreciate you. We know that you could have been doing a whole lot of other things. So thank you for tuning in with It's CPA Time. We have a segment called It's Only One Side. So what we do, we'll read it off and we'll let you hear it. And you make a decision on what you think. And we'll talk among ourselves on what we think. So I'm going to go ahead and on and jump right in. And I'm going to have to move my picture down for a minute because I got the I got to do some switching around here, so don't go anywhere. Just listen. It says, help. My husband supports my son's racist joke. Oh. About a week ago, my family ordered Chinese food for dinner. I really thought we did this one. When the food delivery worker, who is of Asian descent, came to drop off our dinner, my daughter took our cat upstairs because she always tries to eat our food. Seeing my daughter take the cat away, my 13-year-old son loudly said, make sure to hide the cat from the Chinese guy. He said this just as I had opened the door for the food delivery guy. He clearly mm -hmm. heard my son and was understandably upset by it. I apologized profusely took the food, and gave him a bigger tip than I previously planned. Once mm -hmm. he left, I chastised my son, explaining that racist jokes are never acceptable. He refused to admit that he was in the wrong because, as he says, it was only a joke. That night, I forced my son to write one letter and two short essays, a letter apologizing to the delivery driver and a short essay on Chinese culture. I also had him to write a short essay on why racism is perpetuated by racist jokes and stereotypes. The next day, I took my son to the Chinese restaurant so that he could read his apology letter aloud for the delivery driver. He also gave the driver a copy of the two essays that he wrote. The driver was very appreciative and thanked me for making my son do it. He went on to tell my son and I about multiple racist attacks attacks that he had faced as a delivery driver. I thought this was the end of the situation as my son did learn from the experience. But that same night, my husband confronted me about what I made our son do. He argued that it was embarrassing to make our son do this and that the punishment did not fit the crime. Mm -hmm. I argued that, that it was much more embarrassing for the driver to face all sorts of racism and stereotypes, including that done by our son. 
and that our son will soon get over his minor embarrassment. This is not to mention the sheer embarrassment that I face having a son who say such things about someone due to their race. My husband insists that it was just a joke and not that big of a deal. Hmm. Sounds familiar, but now I'm torn between A, did I make the right decision to teach our son a valuable lesson in the hopes that he doesn't continue thinking that this behavior is okay? Or B, did I overreact and revert to extreme measures due to my personal humiliation? Okay, I am going to leave that open for Almeida or Pam, whoever wants to jump in on that. I will go first. Okay. So I think that the wife made the best decision. Um, when you make jokes that are culturally based mm-hmm. and the jokes are mean, that is not acceptable. That's not appropriate. That is racist. I love her solution to that issue of doing the research because doing by having the son to do that he learned something that he otherwise did not know I really loved that there was an apology that um, she made him do to the delivery driver Um, because we are African American we have been marginalized a lot um, criticized, made fun of, um, jokes always being told concerning us that are, there's no truth in it at all. And when you are the one being joked upon, it does not feel good, especially when there is no truth in it. Right. We have to learn how to Um, accept differences and learn from other people and when we continue to stay in a state of joking and not accepting then to me that is our limited mindset that does not want to change the dad is all wrong the dad is all wrong in supporting this type of behavior is not acceptable. It is not acceptable. I agree. Thank you so much for that. I do. I definitely agree with everything you said. You know, we we can't allow our children to come up like that, you know, because we see in the past other people were raised like that and they hurt a lot of people. So I definitely agree. That's very good. uh, Good perception. Thank you, Amita. Okay, Pam, I see your eyes moving. (laughs) <laughs> well, of course, I, I agree totally with what um, Almeida said. Um, I agree with the mother's approach in um, tearing down that uh, stereotypical joke or concept that people have or uh, for a certain culture. Um, and uh, I'm glad that she did force him to look at the entire situation and research it. Um, But one other question that I would ask is where did he learn that? 
where did he learn that stereotype? Where did he hear that joke? Um, did he hear that from friends that he goes to school with? Um, I don't remember if she mentioned the age of her son, but um, in gauging the father's reaction, it makes me wonder, did he hear that joke from his father? I, I, I'm just curious. Uh, I know it's only one side and we don't have um, all of the information, but um, attitudes like that and, and, and jokes like that are learned. He had mm. to hear it from someone. So who in his space or in his life is making these types of jokes as though they are okay? Where is he learning this from? Because that may be someone that needs to be spoken with as well, or even um, cut out of the child's life so they won't learn other uh, racist jokes or racist stereotypes. Right. Um, yeah, that's that that was one uh, aspect that occurred to me. That's very good, you know, and then we don't want our kids, like I said, to grow up like that. And you saying you wonder where he learned when you said that I was sitting here thinking like people say it so loosely now because every time you go to a Chinese restaurant, you'll hear somebody say that, you know, I have been eating like really engaged in my food. And then I've had people to say. Oh, you eating that, you know, you eating that oh, cat or mm-hmm. a dog. And mm-hmm. so we don't want to do that, you know. And then we have to think about to me, it's like, how would you feel if a if you were the Asian person and then, you know, the black guy came to the door, you know, and and somebody would make, you know, make a comment about somebody being black or or if you were black yourself and somebody made that joke, you know, we'd be ready to fight. So Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times mm-hmm. when we say things, we have to make sure we are putting ourselves in it, you know, those same pair of shoes. And he didn't think nothing of it, but it really hurted the Asian guy, you know. But I, I like the fact, you yeah, know, yeah. that, you know, he was taken up there to apologize. Because when you write stuff, and y'all know when you write stuff, you even in school, you do better when you write because, like, you remember. So somebody was just very smart and making him write, write that down. So he gets to think about, you know, what he said. And mm-hmm. it hopefully it resonated a little bit more than just that, you know, a mama fussing at you saying you shouldn't have did that or you could do better. But he had to, his punishment was he had to write it, you know, and sitting there looking at something you said, you got to write it down. So <laughs> I'm sure that was punishment enough, but but I like the way they handled, like the way mama, you know, handled everything. I did so, too. Me too, yeah. So those, yes. So, audience, what do you think? And um, if you're watching, I know you got many thoughts about it. Uh, we only have one side to give to you, and we have to build our story on what we hear. I mean, build our perception around what we hear. And so you have to build your perception around what you hear. And that's about all we can do because we don't know the whole story. That's why it's called Only One Side. So thank you for listening to that. Now we're going to move on to our topic for tonight, which is radiating, radiating peace.
radiating peace. And it could be about yourself. It could be about your home life. It could be about your work life. But think about you and how you radiate peace. You know, think about how you're rubbing off on someone. Thinking about, you know, the goodness in you is spreading all around on everybody. And people might say, oh, well, I mean, you know, you know, you're glowing, you know. And um, it's, it's just the love that you're giving off. Pam, you know, you, oh, girl, did you know you're glowing like that? And so I told her earlier, Albita, I said, yeah, something's going on with you. And Reggie said she got a little boo-boo. But, you know, and, and that's usually what people say when you start to, you know, kind of, you know, up it up a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. But really, it's truly you radiating, you know, whether it's your beauty, whether it's your attitude, whether it's whatever. So let me hear from uh, Pam first on this one. I don't want to, and no, Almeida, her mind said, no, yeah, I see the look on your face, Almeida. She ready to shoot. <laughs> now, I don't want to, I don't want to stop you from saying what you got to say, because sometimes we cause people to forget. So I was going to let Pam go first, but. If you want to go first, that's fine. You know, I can I wait. Okay, you sure? Yeah. Okay. 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 Come on, Pam, and tell us what you feel about radiating peace. How do you do it? What has worked for you? What's worked for you now? Or what you think may work for others? Well, uh, I I I just want to let um, our listeners know that in response to what you said to me about what what was I doing? Why am I radiating? No, there is no boo. I'm still I'm still available. If you have I'm still available. My response was it was really the anticipation of who I was getting ready to spend time with. Wow, and, and I think that really does have an effect on um, your countenance, how you look, how you respond, um, are the people that you surround yourself with. And we tell, you know, uh, we tell our listeners all the time, we're just three girlfriends getting together and we're talking and sharing. Um, but it really is a great, great get together. We mm-hmm. we just happen to be sharing it with the world. <laughs> right. But right. Um, it really it really is awesome getting together with um with Carolyn and with Almeida. And so you really just can't help but smile and because you know it's gonna be a good time. So yeah. um uh I I believe that. We really need to be careful of who we allow into our circle because one group of people may make you smile and make you glow, but another set of people will bring you down and you won't even realize why you're feeling down. Unless you're able to maybe record the conversation yeah. and then go back and listen to it. Because when you surround yourself with people that are constantly talking negative, uh-huh. they will have an effect on you that you won't even realize. And you'll wonder, wait a minute, why, why am I angry? Why, why am I feeling sad or, you know, or depressed or, or, uh, 
whatever that, that what is it that's bringing me down and it may be the people that you're um allowing into your space and sharing conversation with so um my circle has gotten quite small i will say that um and part of that is be because part of that was necessary part of that was necessary and um if you want peace in your life, you have to open yourself up to peaceful people, mm-hmm. people that will build you up and not tear you down. Um, and, you know, do the things, do the things that make you happy, because people who don't want to see you happy will talk you out of doing things that make you happy. And so you really, you really have to be watchful of who you allow in your circle and who you allow to hear your plans um, because you want a peaceful life. You want a happy life. You want a life full of love. And I think that's for everyone. I think that those things that everyone wants. So um, I am anxious to hear what Almeida has to offer on this perspective because I need to get my notepad so I can take some notes. I know it's going to be good. Come on with it, Alameda. Come on. (laughs) Come on down. It's my turn. Okay, so to our listeners, when um, Carolyn said, okay, this is going to be our topic for tonight, it got me to thinking, radiating peace, radiating peace. Um, when you hear the word radiate, you think about something that's shining, um, usually from its own source. It doesn't, um, have an external source that is supplying the light for it to radiate. It's usually its own source, like the sun. The sun radiates. It doesn't need, uh, something to to help you to do that is it's just natural. So I think it starts with a decision that you make to say, I am going to live in peace. I'm going to be peaceful. I'm going to be a person that will fight for my space my mind space, my physical space, so that I can have good mental health. A lot of times we are in situations that we can't change. If you're on a crowded bus, it's a crowded bus. It's not going to ease up until people get off uh, Mm -hmm. at the next stop and usually other people get on at the next stop. Some things you cannot change, but in most situations, you can make a decision to be a certain kind of way um, dealing with that situation. And I have been told in my lifetime that I bring calmness to different situations that may be uh, hyped up, situations that may be at um, antagonistic and I sometimes am able to 
analyze what's going on and offer a solution that's good for everybody. <laughs> One of my nieces would say, ATM media always has something good to say. If the news is reporting three people got shot today, ATM media said, well, all three of them didn't die. <laughs> You know, it's like maybe one passed and two are injured. So we need to pray for the ones that are still fighting for their life. And it's just a way that you look at stuff because in all situations, you you can you can find the glimmer of hope and be grateful and learn how to <clears throat> take from situations what's for you. You don't have to take everything in a situation. Take what you need from it and continue to move on. Some situations you can't take in everything because it's going to bother you. Take right. what you like and leave the rest. And that has been what I have chosen to do probably since pandemic started because a lot of it was out of our control. A lot of it was unknown. A lot of it was um, blaming how it got here, who brought it over to our country, how it got into our country, why we didn't know certain things about it in a timely way. And it will rob you of your peace. So the news was 24-7 constantly. It was the numbers increasing, it was the tally on how many deaths. So <clears throat> all of those things can cause you to be um, anxious and right. have anxiety. And so I learned through 2020 up to now, take what you can. I can't digest all of it. I can't absorb all of it, but take what you can deal with deal with that and keep moving mm -hmm. right right very that's, good that's that's some good i'm glad that we are recording this because I, I feel like it's something that we all can go back and and, and just i can glean a little from Almeida. i can glean a little from pam you know and even some of the things that god gives me i can you know take it and apply it and and, and mostly um, you know, a lot of people think I have like perfect days, but I don't, you know, they see you and they think you're smiling and you, what I'm doing is radiating because I want it back. You know, that's how I want to be treated. So, uh, I have my teachers, they tell me all the time, you know, oh, you angel, you know, oh, no, you don't know the worst side of me. No, I'm not, but I radiate what I want. You know, my expectation is that I want to get it back. That that's mm -hmm. how I want to be treated. So those, you know, are, are words to live by. You know, I would say give out what you want to come back to you. Mm -hmm. And uh, think about a seed. If you plant it, you want it to grow up to be a good seed. And so that's why. Now, it's not because they're, you know, good in me. No, 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 no. There's no good, but because the Father is good, uh, you know, and he give us, you know, he gives us or has given us everything that we need to show love and so i want to always radiate i want to always uh put something good out there you know 
because I was thinking I'm sitting on the couch uh, maybe about a couple of hours before we came on. And when Reggie told me that, you know, we were switching topics, um, I asked God, like, okay, God, you got you to give me something, you know, because it's, it's you know, it's, it's push and shove time. So we getting ready to go on the air. And I didn't have to think about uh, what I was going to say because he gave it to me. And he gave me an analogy where he put me in the washing machine. I was dirty. I was messed up. And he he put me in the dryer. But before he put me in the dryer, he fluffed me up. You know, he shook all the wrinkles out of me. And so when I came out, he told me, now you're fresh, you're clean, you know, go ahead and do that, you know, for somebody else. So which is where I got the topic from. Give out what you what you hope to get back. And if you do that, you know, uh, we talk about this all the time. I mean, I've heard you say it a million times. The universe will open up, you know, to you. And so uh, even when I'm on my little soapbox or whatever, I hurry up and get off of it because I think about who God is. And I just want to make sure that when I leave my house in the morning time, I have plenty of moods to go out and dump on somebody, but I, I don't do it because that's not what I want to get back. Because when I see people, maybe at work or in passing at the grocery store, and then, you know, we say, hey, that lady got a nasty attitude, you know, or that man, you know, he real nasty and cold. So I think about it, you know, I don't want that in, around me in my space. You know, Pam, you mentioned it about you have to be careful who you let into your circle. Because, you know, when we go out into the world, sometimes it is, difficult to tell the sheep from the wolves and so you got to kind of like just uh pay attention you know to what's coming into you because everything that's coming into you is not necessary for you you know and you got to make the determination and hopefully you're radiating some peace that they can pick up you know on that and when they go out they can radiate some peace Mm -hmm. so i feel like you give I give, you give that, then I can give to someone else, then that someone else can go and connect with someone else. So once God, you know, put me through the ringer and washed me and cleaned me and fluffed me and made me better, um, and he said, you're fresh and you're clean, you know, and so now you're not that dirty, you know, piece of cloth that was just laying there that everybody used to wash dishes and wash, wash the floor, you know, you're clean. So I want you to radiate that. And so that's part of my journey, you know, is to make sure I'm doing what he would do because he didn't, he didn't, uh, he didn't uh, combat every situation. He could have, but he didn't. And so I carefully try to look at the word and see really it's a joke about, you know, it's a little light joke about what would Jesus do, but I really take this serious. And I know you all do too. In Mm -hmm. every situation, I always say, you know, what would you do? And so that's the, that's the answer and the response I get back from God. And so that is what I give, you know, to people, no matter what. I fight hard to make sure I'm doing it, even when I don't want to do it. Because if we be honest about radiating peace, it's not the easiest thing. It's not the easiest thing, but it's it's a good thing. Right. Yeah. So anybody else want to jump back in? We got a little time left. Want to add to it? Okay. I do. Um, and this is for the listeners who may be in situations that they're being bullied. Mm-hmm. Um, 
a lot of times when the bullying happens, it's just because their voice is the loudest and their influence is bigger on campus or in school or in, even in an office setting, but that does not make them right. When bullying happens and you are the victim of that, just be strong enough to be okay with what the action or the words that are 99.9% of the time untrue. And one thing we do know, truth always comes out. A lie would get twisted and it'll get turned and it would get added to and taken away from. But if you just hold your tongue and not retaliate and convince yourself that you are going to stay in peace, that bullying will have to go away because it has nothing to fight. If you don't fight it, it has nothing to fight. Um, we grew up in a time where you wore the same clothes over and over and over and over again <laughs> because of economics. Yes, Lord. And there may have been others that had more clothes that they could say, those were the jeans you had on two days ago. Those were the jeans, you know, you, st you still wearing that same shirt every Monday and Friday. Um, and just respond and say, yep, it's the same shirt and keep, keep it moving. That takes the fire. That takes the fire out of the steam. Yes. And, um, you know, I'm kind of corny. Okay, well, if I wore it on Monday, we got a washing machine. My mama washed it. I can wear it on go. Friday. And then when I get out of it on Friday, she washed it again. So it's clean. You know, so right. don't give in and don't allow that bullying to make you feel less than. It's just the person who is who is the bully wants the attention yeah. and they find a target but you determine that you are going to live in peace. peace you are going to live in peace whatever conversation or whatever tactic that person is trying to do it has nothing to do with you it has that's nothing so to do with you office politics that's yeah. bullying um bullying in a school setting you even have bullying in friends you know friendship circles of people um but you just stay out of that that's that's some that's their stuff you just you just stay out of it so i just wanted to add that part that's that's really good that's really good and i hope the bullies are listening because you like you say when you don't fight back it doesn't make you weak. It actually makes you strong. It makes you look good, you know, because, um, and, and I know I throw scriptures in, but hey, that's what we live by. He said, he take the, you know, the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. So you'll be looking crazy and think somebody's going to fight you, but hey, they'll try to 
you you got to pray like i mean to say if you don't give that bad energy back you know that's gonna make that up that bully look real crazy you know because mm -hmm. he's looking for attention he's looking to fight and so i really love what Amita said about that but pam i want you to to come in in just a second i want to ask this question um if you're listening out there can you think of a time when you didn't radiate peace when you had the opportunity to radiate peace but you didn't and so i want to ask what would you do differently now that you knew you didn't radiate peace so and 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 think about if you're listening what what would that look like you know if you had held back like amita said if you hadn't fought back um would you feel weak would you feel defeated you know but we want to encourage you that you are not defeated that your the peace that you radiate trust me is rubbing off on somebody somewhere Mm -hmm. So we're going to let Pam jump back in. Thank you, Adam. That was so good. Thank you. Okay. Um, I think one thing that we need to um, take into consideration and just accept is that every day we have to make a conscious decision to live in peace and to radiate peace. And just because you um, consciously decide to radiate peace, it doesn't mean that um, you don't have to fight. It just means you're fighting in a different way. That's right. Wow. That's good. That's right, good. right. Fighting doesn't mean wow. physical. It doesn't mean uh, being equally nasty um, to the person that is being nasty to you. You can still fight, but fight in a calm, peaceful way. Because really at the end of the day, what they say about you has no bearing on your life or on your future or on your destiny. If it has nothing to do with your destiny, it's not important. And you should not let it upset you or drive you out of your peace because it's not, it's not important. Um, I can't think of a specific uh, time but, you know, back in the day, I had a pretty good mouth on me. And if somebody, not so much if they said something to me, but if they said something about a loved one, a, 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 a brother, a sister, or a cousin, oh, honey, this mouth. <laughs> I say it was on, like a neck bone. What did they say? Walk me down walk you down this mouth would walk you down and you know it wasn't even my it wasn't even something that was directed to me but because you directed it to a loved one I felt that I needed to stand up and say something and I did mm. with uh now people need to people need to stand up for themselves if you if you're if you're not offended 
or if you're not going to stand up for yourself or walk away or say, you know, it's not for me. We don't we don't have to fight every fight, as um, Almeida said earlier. Um, we need to pick and choose um, what we say and we need to pick and choose how we say it, because the way you say something could, you know, I'm surprised I've never been in a fight because <laughs> I've said some things that, you know, that could have gotten me, you know, slapped in the face or, you know, could have started a fight. But, you know, God watch over babies and fools. And, <laughs> and so, and so uh, that, so that did not happen. Um, but uh, we do need to take care on how we react to people. And, and now if, 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 a life is in danger, that's different. You know, I'm gonna fight you tooth and nail because you're not gonna you're not gonna kill me, you're not gonna hurt me or somebody I right. love. But um, but in some of these other situations, when it's just about talk, it's just about talk. And your words mean nothing. Your words have nothing to do with my destiny. So I'm not going to let your words upset me. I, I can't shake it off that easy all the time, but I make a conscious decision to forgive and to let it go. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I can't let that interfere with, uh, with what God has for me or what is coming my way. I can't let that, let those words interfere. So as you were saying that, I'm I'm just seeing the sun. I'm seeing the rays of sun. And you ever seen anybody, um, you ever seen anybody when the light is coming, they walk by and it blocks the light. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. just, you know, and, and, and I don't know, maybe like uh you outside playing and, and you got this little friend and you you seeing your shadow, but then all of a sudden somebody walks in and you be like, hey, get back, you know, I can't see my shadow or whatever. So uh I heard you say just a minute ago, Pam, you have to be careful, you know, like what you give your attention to. And so if you got that's somebody blocking the rays, you know, that's somebody Ooh, blocking the sun. Like Abby said, the sun does not need to hook up to anything because it's gonna radiate. As long as it's, it, it, you know, it's time frame for the moon to go where it's going, and then the sun comes out and radiates, and mm-hmm. there's nothing that really can stop the sun from radiating. Now you have clouds that try to cover, you know, the sun sometimes, and mm-hmm. you know yeah. they they don't last long. You know, the weatherman say, "Well, it's cloudy outside," and and then after a while, he he's come back and he says, "Sunny." So sometimes things last just for a little while. And you're right, Pam, you don't have to, you know, fight everything, but you do have a right to stand up for yourself. Mm-hmm. You all of us have a right to stand up. You know, we don't have to just prove anything, but we're not dish rags and we're not doormats, you know, for people to just walk over us. But at the same time, you don't want, if you're not part of my destiny, boo, Thanks. you can talk all day. Because <laughs> you heard Gangsta Pam yeah. say it. Gangsta <laughs> Pam said it. Back in the day, she would have gotten you. So, you know, so I understand that, Pam. You know, back then, I, y'all see me now, Lord, I would try to fight. I'll try to help somebody fight, you know. And, and the crazy part about it, 
I used to want to fight. You know, I don't know why. I guess because my mama was that type of, I ain't going to get it kind of woman. So, but I understand what you're saying. But look how God has really changed all of us. Yes, you he know, has. that we fight yes, a different way. You know, we have different weapons now. We don't fight, mm-hmm. you know, right. so much with these, but we fight when we go down. And so, hey, uh, that's, yes. that's, that's, yes. that's a good way to fight it. So, yeah. Uh, now, you wanna, we got about five minutes left, so if anybody want to jump in and add. Well, there have there have been uh, several moments in my past Uh-oh. when I was Uh-oh. young and foolish <laughs> that I did not hold my tongue. No, um, I remember, I remember when I lived um, in an apartment when I was getting my graduate degree and had a roommate that I didn't even know much about. We just kind of got on the the list. Both of us were in graduate school. Both of us were getting our master's in business. And so, okay, let's be roommates. And um, she was totally different from me. And I felt like I had to like be big or something. And baby, I overtalked one day. Uh (laughs) And she... Let me have it. I, we went word for word. And then she just didn't say anything to me. She didn't say anything to me for some days. So I had to go and apologize. Because I, I I went too far. I stayed too long. Mm. I could have just shut up. All right. Just, I could have just shut up. But I had to have my say. Um, I'm the baby of the family and I've had my way most of the time. And this was my first time living away from family, from parents. Um, and I wanted my way. No, we share an apartment. This is, this has, we, we got, we have to compromise. So that particular incident, when Pam started talking, I was like, yeah, bet. (laughs) <laughs> Listen to me, you put me in my place, girl. <laughs> yeah, she was from up. Look, girl, she was from up north. My little country bumpkin self. I bet she said, "If you don't sit down somewhere." <laughs> but yeah, that was a learning experience, and and this is what it taught me. It taught me how to understand other people that are different than you, and um. There's opportunity for growth and learning all the time, all the time. And I just thought because she was a black girl like me, we were the same. But no, she was way smarter than me. She was street smart. She was book smart. um, And her heart was way bigger than mine. So Yvette, this is for you, girl. (laughs) Taught me a lesson. (laughs) <laughs> and I didn't even get a grade for it, but yeah, that really, that um, being her roommate really grew me up a lot. And I'm, I'm very grateful for it. I am. Wow. Those are some good mm-hmm. stories. Boy, I tell you, <laughs> y'all, I hope y'all listening. Cause you see that we have so much to share. Um, you know, we all women that have gone through different experiences and we come on here and we may not always want to share our experience, but we do it because we feel like it can help somebody. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. if you're out there and you're not a person who radiates peace, 
you can listen to this podcast and hopefully we have dropped some jewels somewhere for you to pick up and apply to your life. And that is our goal for it's CPA time that we're just ordinary women, you know, on here. And we're trying to make a difference in the world. We don't have it all together. Um, That's we're, right. You know, yeah. We're, we're shedding, you know, day by day. We're shedding our old skin and we're putting on new skin. We're growing. So we ask that you would grow with us. Uh, once I want to say this too, you know, when you listen to the podcast, um, these podcasts we're in season two when you're listening all we ask if you would just like and share you got somebody yeah. you can share with yeah. a best friend a family member with mama daddy grandma pizza the dog share it with somebody because we are really pouring out our hearts yeah because we all here trying to build our name up or be great but we want you to be great that's those are our goals and our producer producer. I, I mess with him calling him producer so much and I can't say producer. Our producer, he that's his, his goal too. And that's why he chose us. God allowed him to choose these three, us three women to come on here and to share with you some of our deep, deep most darkest secrets. You heard these gangsters. Don't mess with them. They don't play now. They full of the Holy Ghost, but they do not play with you. And they're beautiful women, and I just love them. I, sometimes I'm praying, I just thank God for you all because I be, man, I be gleaning. Y'all just don't know. I be, I be listening. So, amen, amen. Yeah. So, amen. amen. Thank you. All of y'all have given me some, some wisdom during this podcast season. So, I, I'm just so grateful. Just so grateful. Wow. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. So, okay, y'all, we are out of time. I wish we could stay with y'all all night, but we got to go get us some chicken and some uh, sandwiches and stuff. And, <laughs> and we got to go get our Kool-Aid and our, and our juice, you know, get our little nighttime snacks. So we're oh. going to cut off here and we pray that you have gotten something out, that, something out of this podcast that you can use. We love you and I'm going to say bye and I'm going to get these beautiful women to tell you bye as well. <laughs> bye everybody. Bye. We enjoyed Later. our time together. Come back bye. again. <laughs> <laughs>